hear the term analytics and some people have like this guttural reaction favorably or unfavorably you know to it in the context of the baseball world and uh, what, I, what I can say is that the, the data that I have at my fingertips on a daily basis makes me exponentially better at my job than I would be without it and so for me the the net positive is is way 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 better I think where, where we get into trouble with analytics is we become too reliant on it right if you if you look at a player just as a collection of numbers in front of you yes. and you don't you don't appreciate how you know, that player might uh, you know have struggled because of an injury and you just didn't talk to him about it and understood that or an approach change like we saw a major league hitter not not too long ago who had been a guy that just hit the ball to the opposite field a ton like had a very you know kind of an approach that worked really really well for the guy major league all-star signed with a new team and they basically like, we want you to hit to the pull side for power. And it, you know, it really changed his swing. It changed the way he looked at everything. It was a, a total difference maker. So the assumption would be like that he'd had a, you know, a dramatic regression in his capabilities or anything like that. And really it was an approach change that, you know, then became kind of like a swing mechanics change. And it, 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 he was a shade of him for himself. So a lot of it was like reverse engineering these guys back to what they were. And that's where the data can be so helpful in, in the strength editing realm is, hey, what were you doing when you were really good? Like, let's go back and let's look at some of that stuff. And what I find myself doing a lot is we have, we have so many outcomes, right? We have exit velocities. Um, yes. You know, we have pitch metrics. Spin metric. velocities too, yeah, right? Yeah, you got spin rate, you got spin axis, you've got horizontal and vertical break, you've got extension, you've got horizontal and vertical release height. I mean, obviously you've got velocity. You have so many different things, and you, and you have more video than you ever could imagine. Um, you know, we can we can pull video on you know really any player in any game in professional baseball and go and look at it, and that, you know, that's super helpful from a drafting standpoint and all that. And and what you're ultimately using all that information to do is try to try to recreate when they were at their best. We we can scrutinize that better than ever before. And you know, you know, Steve's a a, a close friend, and we talked about cause Steve helped out with you know the Falmouth Commodores in the Cape this summer. And, oh, nice. Just, just talking about it, like him being involved, like he's, he's coaching and he's excited about it and wants to stay involved in the game. And, you know, you realize how much easier, you know, you don't have nearly as much video capability there. So it's, it's, it's a lot harder to coach when you don't have this stuff. Like I realized we did it for a long time. And <laughs> I, I look back on like what we were doing in like 2010, 2011, whatever it is when these, these numbers and technological advancements weren't available to us. Like it kind of keeps me up at night. I think about the guys that really could have helped to, you know, maybe didn't make it to the big leagues that could have if we had been able to teach them a better slider or, you know, figured out why, like, the, you know, they kept cutting their four seam or something like that. Now we have, you know, a $7,500 camera that can look at this thing in, like, total slow motion, and it was, it was very cutting edge. I think 2016 World Series was the first time that they kind of, like, rolled it out and fans could see, like, what it was, and now they're commonplace. Like, you know, guys don't throw a single bullpen without that stuff on them now. So the game has just surged forward so much in the last you know, seven to eight years. And it's, you know, it's really benefited pitchers way more than hitters. And that's why you know, batting averages have gone down. And it's, it's, it's much harder to score runs. And so you saw the adjustments to the game with them you know, taking away the shift and you know, bigger bases and reducing the number of you know, step-offs that pitchers can do to hold runners. They, they want to bring athleticism back in the game. They want more contact. Um, so it is, uh, it's, a, it's a different game now, pitch clock as well. It's just much more fast moving. Quick break from the show to remind you to hit that like and subscribe button. It helps us out and it helps you be notified when we have new content get released. So again, please hit that like and subscribe button if you enjoy this content. And with that, let's get back to the show. <clears throat> Has the pitch clock been something that you 
that also kept you up at night? Like, man, how can I make sure these pitchers, their arms are prepared for it for the um, increased density of the work? Yeah, I mean, I, I put a lot of thought into it over the offseason. Certainly with our guys, we, we tried to simulate it as much as we possibly could, bullpens and things like that. Um, you know what I'll say is I, I can count on one hand the number of times I've heard guys complain about it. Um, you know, and I, I talk to a lot of different players from a lot of different organizations. Um, and, you know, I, I don't think we, we, we kind of expected to see this massive surge in pitcher injuries. You know, maybe there's some guys that were deconditioned that weren't ready for it. Um, but you know what it was for me? It was, a, I think, a more remarkable la- lesson that, that work capacity is incredibly skill-specific. I mean, I mean, everything is skill-specific, right? You might have amazing balance as a hockey player, but if you went to ballet, you'd be terrible at it. And I don't know if you remember when Lance Armstrong start, stopped cycling, like he, he became a marathoner. He was actually a, a pretty average marathoner. In yeah, it wasn't very good, right? Yeah. yeah like these, these world, you know, class VO2 max tests on, uh, on cycling. But um, when he actually started running, there's obviously like different joint. Said principle. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and work capacity is probably the place where it is. So, what it speaks to is I don't think going out and just running lots and lots of poles or doing a bunch of like bike sprint intervals was what was going to help them just because the actual pitch itself takes, you know, two seconds to execute. And then it's, you know, stand around for the next 13 seconds and deliver one. I think it had to do with just like, Hey, when you're throwing your bullpens, make sure that you're like executing this in a timely fashion. And that's a, that's actually a kind of a challenging thing to push on them in the off season because so many guys are working on stuff. So a lot of times they throw a pitch, they want to hear feedback from the pitching coach. They want to look at, you know, the iPad that's next to them to see what track man is, is showing them. Um, so, you know, you, you have to figure out where it all fits in, but um, I, I can't tell you that we saw a, a giant injury, you know, increase because of the pitch clock. Um, fastball velocity was up in baseball again, you know, just like it has been every year for the last 20 something years. Um, so I, I don't think it's, it's altered, you know, pitchers in a lot of ways. I think it's made the game more efficient. And, and like, frankly, like the, the feedback in general across the board was like, oh my gosh, these games go so much faster. It's, it's great. Um, like I had a, during one of our spring training games, while the game was going, I had a meeting with another one of our staff members. We started in the sixth inning, we talked for 30 minutes. And the game ended. <laughs> it was like we just played, you know, like three, two and a half, three innings in 30 minutes. It just, it flew by. Taking a quick break from the show to talk to you guys about our sponsor, Team Builder. If you have any online training platform needs, Team Builder is the go-to place. Team Builder has the ability to integrate with velocity-based training tools. They have the ability to program and have notes and videos for all of your athletes and your clients. This is your number one stop shop. Been using it since 2019 when I was working at Towson. So. I've used it, love it. Make sure you check it out. Go ahead, click the link down in the description. And with that, let's get back to the show. Um, and I, I never expected that was the case. So it was, a, it was a good eye opener. And you know, it gets, it gets outfielders off their feet. They're not standing around in uncomfortable cleats for, you know, an extra three hours a week. It, you know, it's definitely shortened it for the better. That's awesome. And that's actually something that Stevie and I did talk about because I had just a theory. I was like, all right. Let's work. Let's take basic, you know, strength and conditioning principles. Let's work above the demands. Let's work below the demands. Hey, when you're throwing a bullpen session, like maybe you can't. You have to treat it like a, an outing. Like, hey, we're going below the demands. You're pitching every 10 seconds. You don't get to see it until at the very end. Yeah. Sit down. We'll talk about it. Then go do it again. Yeah. Um, and that's that's how I would go about doing it, like as an outsider, right? Like <laughs> we played a um... – a, a 640 start last night and, and we won 9-4 I believe it was and the game ended at 922. 
That's awesome. So that, I mean, that's, you know, 13 runs and, you know, two hours and 40 minutes for a game. Like, it's one of the longer ones. You know, there have been games that have been, like, right at two hours. Um, but you also think about the trickle-down effect is, like, that's a team that can, you know, get on the road and, and, and fly, you know, and, and instead of getting in at 4 a.m., maybe they get in at 2 a.m., um, something like that. And then, it's, to be honest, for the fans, it's, it's a family that can get their kids in bed on time. That's um, awesome, it's, it's a really big deal. Like, you know, you got kids that can stay up and watch four innings on a school night instead of, you know, only being able to see the first inning or something like that. So I do think there's, um, you know, there's some benefits. It just pushes out a little bit of the dead time in there. And, and the feedback, you know, honestly has been pretty good. There were some, you know, people who were struggling with it early on, but I, I feel like they've worked out the kinks pretty well and it's, it's made a better quality product. That's unbelievable. Um, I did not know about the the tennis background and I kind of then want to talk about did you ever, was your injury, was it a, you know, tennis elbow? Was it an, an, an elbow injury? And you were like, hey, let's look above, below the joint. And that's kind of was the genesis of sturdy shoulders. Um, and if this is something you already covered, please, I apologize. No, no I, um, it was a shoulder. Um, and I had, I, I was a, I was a dying breed. I was a, I was a serving volleyer. Um, so I was a much better doubles player. And um, I had kind of this big, like, externally rotated, abducted kick serve 